Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Hello and welcome to Curious Freedom with me, Kirsty Fruja, and friends, which today is Fiona again. Woohoo! Welcome, <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Thank you for um, joining us as we explore all things curiosity and freedom today. Yeah. And as the title suggests, this week we are talking about how to declutter. We realise that with this brand new direction <laughs> that our business is taking, uh, that some people may have been a little bit confused as our name, Curious Freedom, does not have the words declutter in it and is open to curiosity and <laughs> questioning. So yep. yes. We are still a decluttering coaching business and we are excited about what 2023 and beyond is going to bring to all of us who work here at Curious Freedom and to you, dear listeners, and to our clients in general. So we'll see what's going to come. <laughs> but at the moment, it's definitely decluttering. <laughs> it definitely is. We have team in Melbourne and Sydney at the moment and who knows where else in the future, but definitely in Melbourne and Sydney at the moment. And we are out back already into people's homes, decluttering and organizing alongside our beautiful clients. So 
it's exciting to start the year off like this. Hey, Fee. It certainly is. Yeah, I love it. And I love the whole concept that we've been speaking about over the last couple of weeks because the two are so intermeshed. You know, your mindset on expectations and boundaries and how we um, see the world and we see ourselves is so intertwined with the whole decluttering process that we find when we work with clients or even when we're working through our own spaces. It's mindset. It's the whole concept of how we view ourselves and things around us. So yeah, so I'm excited about today's session as well. Yeah, you and I are pretty passionate about people discovering, rediscovering, reacquainting themselves with their identity and who they're made to be um, and also exploring their purpose in life. And we just love that decluttering helps you in all of those, in, in both of those and in getting your house in order or whatever it looks like for you. But decluttering can really help you identify who you are at the moment, not who you were 15 years ago, but who you are right now and figuring out who you are right now, you do need to take into consideration who you used to be and who you think you are or who you've been told you are. And so there's so much, I mean, Fee and I could just base our whole podcast just on identity if we wanted to. Um, Yeah, yeah. But we're not. We're going to talk about how to declutter and decluttering can really bring up a lot of things for people. We've seen it so many times. Like, actually, (laughs) I was speaking to one of our beautiful team members yesterday. I went out for a coffee with her and she was saying that she has yet to have a session where somebody hasn't cried. (laughs) And I was like, yep. I reckon I can count on one hand the amount of times that clients have not cried with me. And that's not because I make them cry. It's not because I'm an (laughs) awful person um, or a mean person. It's that this decluttering and letting go of the things really brings up a lot of stuff. And so just giving you some heads up that you may or may not cry as you go to declutter. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And it's really interesting, isn't it? So you start the year off and we've come back from a nice break. Rest is really important to us also. But, you know, we've had that time and like, okay, let's do it. We've had Christmas, we've had New Year, and now it's time to get our lives in order. So to get the house in order, to get everything going. And, you know, you can start really excited. You're like, right, we're right, we're going to declutter whatever space it is. And it's exciting. For some people, it's like, right, let's just get in and get it happening. For some people, they can be overwhelmed and not know what's going on. They just know that they're not feeling in control sometimes of their space or their their just life is just overwhelming there's a lot going on and you know you don't know where to start you don't know what's going on and i think i think it's really important at the very beginning in the whole decluttering process just to give yourself time and space and the grace to know that you know, you might start off really excitedly and go, right, this is going to happen. But usually what we find when we're working with clients, especially and ourselves as well, is that you'll start off really excitedly and you might just go and go and go. And then all of a sudden you hit a little 
a little snag, you hit a road bump for whatever reason, and that can become overwhelming in itself. So there's lots of feelings, aren't there, Kirst, going along with <laughs> yes. this whole process. So um, yeah, Grace, what else would you say around that before you even get started around those feelings? And what would you say to me, to the people you work with about, about starting? Because we're excited, we're going to do it, or we might be overwhelmed, but we want to give it a shot. What would yep. be a gentle piece of advice? I love that topic of grace. You love, you can hear it all throughout my podcast. When you hear me speaking, I'm, I always speak about grace. Um, we've got a whole podcast on it even. And I really like to, like you've just done, is to remind people that it's okay to feel however you want to feel. So whether you're excited, whether you're overwhelmed, whether you're scared, whether you're nervous, no matter how you're feeling, your feelings are valid, your feelings, and they are just feelings. So that's not to minimize them or anything, but that they're just indicators. And it's an opportunity for you to dig into them or to just work through them even. That doesn't mean that you're not honoring them or you can still feel nervous. Like for instance, my daughter left with my parents today and she was feeling really nervous about being away from me for two days Mm. before I head down to Melbourne to catch up with her. And I was like, it's okay to feel two things at once. It's okay to feel nervous and it's okay to feel excited. And it's okay to be nervous And okay to know that you're going to be safe and you're going to be fine even without mum. So I think all that to say that it's okay to be nervous or excited or overwhelmed, any of those feelings, and it's okay to still go through with the action, to still get started. If that's what you need to do, sometimes some of us need to actually process those feelings, to journal them out, to to sit and meditate on them, to pray, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, sometimes you do need to process those feelings. Sometimes those feelings, you need to process them through the decluttering. Yeah. And sometimes you need to do it before, in the middle and after or before or in the middle or after. <laughs> like, so there's no one right way to declutter. We are going to give you lots of ideas and thoughts and we're going to give you some really practical ways of doing it as well. Yeah. But just to have grace for yourself, that grace for the feelings that come up grace for the time and energy it takes. Sometimes we can come into these things going, yeah, I've just, I'm going to be KonMari. I'm going to get everything out on the bed and I'm going to do my whole wardrobe, get three jackets in and go, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. I'm going to go grab a cup of tea and I'll see you back (laughs) later, clothes. (laughs) So I just want you to have, you know, grace for how you're feeling, but also grace for setting realistic expectations. And even if they're not realistic expectations, having grace for yourself in that process. Like, yeah, you may have come married that, pulled it all out and then gone, what was I thinking? And you can change tax and and switch it up and go, well, actually what would work better for me is to, you know, just put everything back in the closet, in the wardrobe and just take out the 10 jackets and work through those 10 jackets. So, Mm. and also grace that you don't have to make all the decisions today. You don't need to do everything. You can 
you, you can do it however it works for you. You don't need to be like Fee. You don't need to be like Kirsty. There's no expectation for us that you're a declutter coach already, that you know how to do this perfectly. Mm. And even if you do resonate with some of the ways that we're telling you, you know, you could do it. You are unique and you can do it in your own unique way. <laughs> I feel like I've spoken a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have, but what you, but you, such gold, such gold. And you know, I really love that you don't have to be like me or Kirsty. And, you know, we both know that we're similar in some ways and then really different in how we approach things. And I think there's grace around the feelings when it comes to, like, you might not have friends or other family members, or you might hear Kirst or I or other people speaking about how they declutter and how they approach it and, and the different feelings that they have. Everything that you, go through as you you don't have to be anyone else you don't have to experience it like anyone else you don't have have feelings like anyone else and sometimes that grace comes from um there are things that will affect me emotionally as I'm going through a declutter process or even just going through you know that the things of life that affect me so much more because of where I'm at than they might Kirsty or they might anyone else. So the grace there is really important as well, which is really interesting because when you do declutter, some people just go in and get started. And I know people like that, that just go, right, this is a mess. We're just going to clean it up and order it. However, that happens. Other people, they like to do that process beforehand where they want to think about the room. They want to plan. They want to work out what they want to keep, what they want it to look like, what the room's going to be used for. And that can be really key for people as well, is setting that vision, which is something that we talk to clients about at different times, is what do you want it to look like? What's the purpose for the space? What do you want to feel when you walk in? You know, perhaps it might be a space where you're like, no, this is my space now. It was used for something else, but now I'm looking forward to setting it up, getting rid of anything that I don't want in here. And it's going to be a place of calm, a place of rest where I can sit and read books. Or you might have a space where you're like, okay, we need another room for the kids or we want a room for when people come, That you know, a guest room. And so there are many different ways that we can use our space. And that is often a really good place to start. And people do it. I'm, I'm a little less creative this way, but a lot of people love Pinterest and they have Pinterest boards and different colors and what it wants to look like and feel like. And that works for people and the color. Other people just get it out of their head and write it down. And then there's the people that just start. So there are lots of, even in that, have grace for yourself, have grace for how you want to start the process. They're just some ideas that we have found have worked, which are really good. Yeah. But about, have you ever had a client how, when you've gone in, because we're yeah. giving you an insight of what our sessions look like. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gone in and said, okay, what's your vision for the room? And they're like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a vision for this room. What do you say to them when they've had that response? Or have you had that response before? Yeah, I I usually try and pick my wording really carefully around that because in the very beginning when I just started as a declutter coach and I was so excited and we had all the, you know, the A, B, C, the things you say, the, you know, the, the whole process. And I and I went in and I'm like, what's, what's your vision? So just tell me. And the person looked at me and did that exact thing. I have no idea. What are you talking about? I'm just seeing just stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I, in that time, I just had to backtrack and go, okay, let's start at the beginning. What is it in the room that 
brings that overwhelm. Well, let's have a look at that rather than even looking at what is that big vision. But tell me about how, because people often can say how they feel about a space Mm -hmm. and it can be really practical as well. Like I just want, we have way too many books. We have way too much, you know, the kids just leave their stuff everywhere or my roommate or lots of things like that. I have learned to go, okay, so tell me about the space. Yes. Tell me about the space. Um, That is often helpful. But, you know, again, there are lots of many different ways to approach it. So, yeah, I have had that and I did learn. (laughs) I did learn early on. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to encourage our listeners, that you may not have a vision for the space. You just may be feeling frustrated by the space. So, we do encourage you to figure out what it is that you're frustrated by. And sometimes that's not even clear. Sometimes you're like, oh, I just want to throw a match in there and burn it all. Like, <laughs> everything's frustrating about that space or about that room or whatever. And that's where it's, it is totally dependent on you. If you want to be reflective and really figure it out, that can help you to work towards minimizing that frustration or overcoming it or, you know, whatever that feeling is for you. Um, And sometimes you just figure it out as you go along. Some people are really kinetic and need to be doing the work to figure it out. (laughs) And that's what, like, that's what the joy of Fee and I and all of our team members is to walk alongside people as the light bulbs start turning on for people. And as people start figuring out, oh, I'm getting clearer. I'm I'm understanding myself more. I'm understanding what it is that I'm wanting to achieve here because it's different for everybody. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's what we keep coming back to, which is so exciting as well, (laughs) that it is a unique adventure for everyone. Yeah. So good. So I think one of the other things that you can be really, you can come into this like, yes, you know, I'm in this in between, particularly for you Australian, Southern Hemisphere listeners, Australians, Kiwis, we're still on school holidays if you've got children. And sometimes, you know, even if you don't have children, you may have taken an extended time off over summer because it's our summer here. Yeah. And it often at this point of the year, um, and, and the holiday break that people were like, okay, I've spent time relaxing. I've spent time hanging out with people. And now my attention is turned to the new year and to the what's coming at me with kids going back to school. And oh, let's get this house sorted before that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the other big consideration is how much time do you want to give this decluttering? Yeah. Do you want it to be, right, let's get in there here for a week and let's get it all sorted and get every room done and or two weeks, whatever, you know. <laughs> we want you to be realistic and have grace for yourself when your expectations didn't meet the reality of the decluttering process. Or it could be like, yeah, today I'm going to go into this room and do this room and it doesn't matter how long it's going to take me in this room This is the room that needs to be sorted by today. Or it could be that you only have a short time. I've got a beautiful friend at the moment who is doing 21 days of decluttering by herself. She's just choosing a random spot every day that she is going into into her house and she's giving herself roughly about 30 minutes. So you could do the same. You could just give yourself 30 minutes and just choose a really small space. So 
for her, she's like gone in and done a pile on the floor in her office. And then the next day it was another pile on the floor in her office. And then another day it was part of her desk. And then another day it's been just two shelves of her pantry. So she's really broken it down and been very specific about the time frame she's giving it rather than like, right, this whole pantry needs to be done today. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about the time that you're going to give it can really help you determine what it is that you're going to be working on. <laughs> yeah. Some For me, when, we, when I go into a client's home, depending on if sometimes clients have a really, really clear idea of what they want done that day and sometimes they leave it up to us to choose or sometimes they really want their bedroom done but they don't have a clear way of doing it like they that's why they've they've asked us to come in Mm. and what works well for me when I've got a good decent amount of time so we do our normal sessions are three to four hours and so when I've got that amount of time and depending on the level of clutter in the room then I will genuinely be quite systematic in how I approach it so I might go left to right around the room but you could start in the middle of the room and work your way out you could start with the elephant in the room (laughs) say Mm. you've got a bedroom and you've got a chair drobe or (laughs) a floor drobe you could decide to start on all the clothes and just get them in the wash or hanging back up. So there's so many different ways to do it. And it just depends on what it is and how much time it is that you're giving yourself. Fee, what's some, have you got any other tips on time? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing for me also is what I love about what your friend is doing over those 21 days is it's the small and sometimes it's so small that can bring that big change. It's, it's that just starting. And, you know, if for me, If I've got a limited amount of time, I want to make it count. And I'm a bit of a results-driven person where I I don't mind process, but I want to see result for my effort. So I go for the big wins. And and it might be like just even as simple as making the bed and getting the floor drobe up and put away. That can change a room. Clearing a kitchen bench, if you've got a certain amount of time, finding place for all of those things. It's, yeah, it's it's that. And, And if you are, you know, our sessions are three to four hours. And sometimes with clients, that goes so quickly for them and they're just like driven and go, 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 go. Some of that's adrenaline. Some of it actually is personality. Then you can be really drained at the end of that. So I think if you are thinking of doing a longer session, however that looks for you, is is having breaks, making sure you just take time out. You know, even if it's just five minutes to walk out of the room and do something else can make such a difference to how you see the space and your productivity. If like me, you're a bit more of a results driven person as well. I, I, I think that that helps definitely makes a difference. And hmm. particularly if you've got that accountability, intrinsic accountability to walk out of the room and actually come back. <laughs> yes. Sometimes that's the other thing. it's better and this, you know, comes back to knowing yourself and knowing what you need, because maybe what would work for you is to say to somebody else in the house, hey, can you set a timer for an hour's time? And can you bring me a cup of tea and a biscuit in an hour so that you're not even leaving the room? So if that's the type of person that you are, if you know that you're going to leave the room and actually be overwhelmed by walking back in the room, maybe don't leave the room. Or if you need that accountability, like, you know, have text message your girlfriend and say, Hey, I have committed to doing 
my whole bedroom today. Can you please message me every hour to check that I'm still in the room, still doing the work? <laughs> I love that. And do you know, like for me, the, my my thing, and, and you might be like me who is so can be that like I'm going to get this done where I spend too long in the space and the next yes. t- the next thing I know I've been there for 10 hours because I've got to get it done I put that expectation on myself as well I need accountability for someone to bring me the cup of tea and the biscuit and then say right surely it's time for bed mm-hmm. yes and that's where it's so important to know what your strengths and weaknesses are hey that's right yeah. Um, and some, so you know, sometimes you don't know them because you've never done this decluttering thing before. So mm-hmm. it's a, another, I mean, we'll get to this later, but another thing that you can do is take stock at the end of the day, like, and go, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What could I do yeah. differently? But maybe let's talk about that when we get to the end. Mm. <laughs> it does come back to grace, doesn't it? Like just yes. giving yourself grace in the process overall yeah and that and even in that like even if you're taking stock you're not beating yourself up like we're not encouraging you to beat yourself up it's like okay Mm -hmm. how can I learn from what happened to me today how can I learn from this do I need somebody to come alongside me do I need to take more regular breaks do I need to take my phone away from me so I'm not looking at Facebook every five minutes because I really don't want to do this work (laughs) like yeah that's right anyway (laughs) it's good so, fee. What do we normally do when we walk into when we when we get started? What does that look like? Usually, we want to separate things because you walk into a room and all you can see is just things, and it doesn't have to be all everywhere, like anything. But just you want to be able to categorize a little bit to help start the process. So we talk about three different areas. Um, you can have the rubbish. And then there's those things that are you don't want anymore, you no longer require, but they're not rubbish. So you could donate them or perhaps sell them on. And then there are the things that you want to keep either in the space that you're working in or somewhere else. So it's just a very beginning of breaking what's going down in the room down a little bit. Yeah, those those three things can make a big difference. And, you know, sometimes we say with clients also who are like, I'm going to sell this, I'm going to sell this, I'm going to sell this. And (laughs) sometimes selling works and it's great and it's really worthwhile. Other times the time and the effort that you put into it actually is not worth the financial gain that we get back. And maybe instead I encourage clients to think about if it's something that's of value to them, but they don't want to keep it anymore, is there someone else that they know that they know would really benefit from it, that they'd like to give a gift to like that, rather than just putting everything on marketplace or wherever else and just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to actually be sold and having all the people. I was trying to sell something on Facebook the other day and oh my goodness, the number of uh, prank and trying to get me to give the money um, messages I got, I was just like, this is just not worth it. It was, it was really intense. Next level. So yeah. So just being aware of that as well. When we talk about selling things, it isn't always the best option or the most efficient time-wise or monetary for, for who you are and what you want uh, your life to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we have a few simple prompts and questions around stuff to help you decide whether or not it stays or goes, or if it's complete rubbish. <laughs> Sometimes what we thought was good ends up going in the rubbish pile. That's right. <laughs> One of them is thinking about time frame. So when was the last time I saw this? <laughs> when was the last time I used this? When was the last time I wore this? Did you even remember that you had it? So often we go into people's homes and they're like, uh, I don't remember that jumper. I'm not even sure it's mine because <laughs> people just haven't seen it for years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and that can be really helpful. And so these prompts are for anything around your home and any space. We wanted this to be a really generic episode space-wise so that we've got plenty of episodes on particular spaces in your home. And so definitely encourage you to go back and look at all our back catalogue. But this one was, we really wanted it to be intentionally open-ended so that you can use these tips for any space in your home. What's the next one, Fee? Uh, quantity. How many of the thing do you already own in your home and can you find any more? And how many do you actually need? Now, that is a very interesting question, isn't it, Kirst? It is. I have a beautiful listener who is a client and she was reminding me in her home they need a lot of some particular items because they don't put it back where it belongs and so they can't find it sometimes. And so that is a very common occurrence in homes. And so we will talk on habits in a, in a couple of minutes. But that for me, that points to the challenge of not having well-formed habits in a family so that they know, oh, I finished using the sticky tape. I'm going to put it back where it belongs so that other people can find it when they need it. And that's cool. I know my, I know this beautiful listener is definitely well aware 
well aware of this. There's also a space and time and grace for neurodiversity in homes too. And acknowledging that actually what works for our home is that we do have 15 of these because we just don't have capacity for those ideal habits in our home. And so again, that comes back to knowing who you are and and knowing your tendencies and what does work best for your brain and the brain that you find yourself living with as well. So there's nothing wrong or right. There's no wrong or right. We just want to encourage people to declutter if the things that they're not needing and they're not using because we know the freedom that living with less can bring. So good. So good. And then, you know, in those things, so we have time frame. When was the last time you used it, saw it? Did you ever even remember you had it? The quantity, how many do you own? How many do you really need? And the next one is usefulness. Often we walk into people's homes and I opened my drawer the other day in the kitchen to find something that was broken. I'm like, oh, I don't think I really need that anymore. Is it broken or is it useful to me? Do Do I still use this item or is there something else I could use that does the same thing and I can let this one go? That has has been really helpful to me personally as well. And then when you're making decisions, with the usefulness comes this or that. If you have two or more items, sometimes we need more than two. Sometimes we need just one of a particular item. But which one would I choose? Which one do I normally go to use? Which one is my favorite? Which one do I like to hold? Do I like the color of this one better? That Those sort of questions can be really helpful as well. And I think the interesting thing with all of this, as with everything we've talked about today, is being honest, is having grace for yourself just to be real and go, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe Maybe I don't need as much as I thought I did or, oh, I, I kind of, I really want to keep this anyway. And there's freedom for that as well. So it's, it's about learning to be more and more who you are and just riding with that, just being honest and being real. Because we can convince ourselves of all sorts of things. I can convince myself that I need four potato mashes. And <laughs> I know for me, the reality is I can probably use a fork because we don't have mashed potato all that often. But that is a work in progress for me as well. So just learning to be honest with me, um, and maybe you're like me as well, just sometimes that takes time, but it's really helpful in this particular decision-making process when you are asking yourself these questions. It's okay to be real, and it's okay to have any answer come up at all. It's also okay to change your mind. That's exactly right. So it's okay to change your mind either way, you know, to go, oh yeah, no, actually I only need one potato masher. And then to go, oh, actually I need two because one kid likes it done this way and the rest of us like it done this way. That's right. Yeah. And so it's okay. And it's also okay to change your mind and keep both of them and then actually revisit that in a couple of months time and go actually that kid who liked it the special way no longer likes mashed potato at all and so I'm gonna let it go or Fee you've got you've got a really interesting story about what happened recently to you around revisiting your kept items 
Yeah, really interesting. So about three years ago, we moved to Europe and then COVID happened and we just came back to Australia for a holiday. So all my things were left over in Europe and they were all the things that I could never I imagine myself being without. And so we came back to Australia, COVID happened and here I stayed. And gradually over time, I had someone go through my things that were in suitcases and, and boxes in, in Europe and got rid of a whole lot of things until I was down to this carry-on case. And I was determined and sure that everything in that case were going to be exactly what I needed for the rest of my life. And recently I was reunited with that case. And I, as I unzipped it and looked at what I thought was really important for all those three years, I was like, what was I thinking? And I was like, I don't really need this. And I actually don't even like some of these things. And I, and I no longer choose to keep them in my world. And so what I thought was the big declutter over the last three years left with the very, very few things that I was determined to keep forever. I actually found that I had changed my thoughts on them and I, and I was now making a different decision. And it was freeing and it was a little surprising. And it showed me how I had changed and it also showed me how my taste had changed. Yeah, and that was just in a short three years. That's right, Yeah. And I think one of the other things that we often talk about too, and we talk about with clients a lot is momentum building. So the more you declutter, like what was, you know, maybe this is your first time of having a go at decluttering and maybe it's your hundredth time. And I bet you that two different people on their first time and their hundredth time, that hundredth time, it becomes a lot quicker. You're much, you, depending on what it is that you're decluttering, but let's just say that you're going back over the same stuff again. You're much quicker at decluttering when you build up momentum. And even if you're going from room to room in your house, what you thought was important in the first room and what you are umming and ahhing over, if you come to a similar type of item in the 10th room, You'll be really surprised at how quickly it is that you can make those decisions or you've, you know, taken a long time to declutter, but you can, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me how much Mm. momentum, we've got a whole episode about it too, I'm sure, (laughs) Um, how that really works for you as well. So, you know, going back to that time element, sometimes time can work against you, like Fee said, you know, you can feel overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I've still got so much to do when I look at this room. I've walked out and I've come back and I, and I feel still feels like I haven't made a dent. And sometimes the momentum builds so much. Like Fee said that she's there for 10 hours and it felt like two because she just kept going and the, and the momentum builds. So we're fascinating creatures, humans. We certainly are. <laughs> so we're going to move on to quickly touch on mindset and habits. You know, we might come back and revisit these in future episodes. We will, but Mm. let's go quickly over them now, Fee. So talk to us about some mindsets that are common concerns, things that come up for every client that we come across. They may not come up with all of these mindsets, but I reckon every client we see has at least one of these things come up for them. 
Absolutely. And as I think about the list, I think of the number of things that have come up for me as well Mm -hmm. over those three years as well. Um, One of the things that we hear most often from clients is, but what if I need it in the future? I think that is a really common one. And it is a reason why so many people hang on to things because like, but I might need it. And it just makes sense to keep it just in case. The next one is, but someone special gave it to me. Uh, you know, those presents that you get that it might be, be given by someone that is close to you or a, a family member, or even a friend, a distant relative sometimes as well. And you feel obligated to keep it because you were given it as a gift, even though you don't like it. Sometimes it stays in a cupboard and never comes out and it's taking up space that perhaps you choose to use if you could for something else. But we have this pull to keep it because we feel obligated. Those shoulds, come up a lot in this mindset that we hear from clients as well. Kirst, what are the others? This is a big one. I spent good money on it. Yes. That is so common. And I was speaking to Marianne, who does all of our bookings here at Curious Freedom. And she was talking to one of her clients the other day too. And that client says, What Marion has coached this client on is you've already spent the money. So is it actually serving you keeping something that you don't like, don't use, don't wear, don't, you know, whatever the reason is that you could let it go, but this mindset comes up, I've spent good money on it. And so what this, what Marion has taught this client is to like, I've already spent the money. So it can, like the money's already gone. So let's just pass it on. And I think that, that that's really helpful because the money has already been spent. Keeping it in your home isn't making you money, isn't serving you if you're no longer using that item. Sometimes we come up against things that people just aren't ready to let it go yet or aren't even ready to process it yet. Now, this is particularly comes up with sentimental items or trauma related stuff. So I've had that when I've been in families' homes where we come again up with some grieving, with grief for whatever reason, and a whole whole section of their house, it could be related to that grief or trauma, or it could be a particular set of items that are related to that. And so sometimes it's absolutely appropriate to go, I'm not ready for this. Let's get some easy wins under our belt. Let's do some easy things, build up that momentum so that we can come back and revisit that. Like, just like Fee just said with her stuff, she thought it was really important and now three years later it's not so important and not saying that about any grief or stuff but sometimes working through grief or trauma what can seem really hard at one point in time can have a different response later Mm. you go next (laughs) so good so good one of the things that I have heard often with people and it comes in various shapes and forms is oh, I didn't know that there was a different way to do this. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's what we've always done or it's what my parents always have done. And I think it's, again, this mindset and fascinating thing of, of asking yourself the questions of why all the time. Why do I do it like this? Why why do I think? Is there, a, is there a different way? Why do I think this? And sometimes that can be confronting. You know, there are times when it's really easy. You're like, oh, my goodness, why do we need to do it like that? You're right. We're going to just get rid of half the books that we don't use anymore or whatever the thing is that you're choosing to keep or it might be the system that you have in your home, the habits, how you do things. And there are others that can be a little bit more challenging. And again, it comes back to grace. It comes back to knowing who you are and taking the time to process. We don't have to do all these things straight away. It doesn't have to be done now. It can take time and time can really be a good thing in those situations of processing why. And, you know, sometimes we've been told that we could never throw things out. And then being given the grace and the space to be able to throw things out can be really um, freeing and healing for people. Mm -hmm. Really, really interesting. And the other one is, I'm going to fix that. And which brings up for me lots of questions with clients. And sometimes we can have a laugh about things like this. How long have you been going to fix this? Or I'm going to use it one day. What are you going to use it for? Those sort of questions can be really helpful. And doing it again with as much fun and pressure off and expectation off as possible when you're coming across some of these mindset. Interesting prompts can be really good. But are you really going to fix it? If you haven't fixed it for the last two years, perhaps it's time to have another think about that or that's a really good time to put in a helpful timeline, a helpful guide, which is something that we would do with clients as well. Okay, so you're going to fix it. That's brilliant. Or you're going to use it. Wonderful. You, you seem like you've got a great vision for it. What happens, you know, perhaps we're gonna, it might be a month. It might be even next week. Let's have a think about that. What do you think would happen if in the next couple of weeks you haven't used it or you you might change your mind or you might go, yeah, I don't think I'm actually going to use it or fix it so it can go. But that can sometimes take a process and time as well. Mm. It's also valuable. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that comes up is money for people. And that comes back to like, but what if I need it in the future and I just have to go out and buy it again? And, you know, this is always tricky because it depends on your circumstances. You may not be well off at the moment. You may have come from a family that wasn't well off. So you've had, you've got this lack mindset or you don't have stable future ahead of you and so those type of like really questioning and like going okay like let's play this scenario out what would happen if you did need it in the future is there something in your home that you could use instead of or could you go to the op shop and buy a secondhand one could you save up for it could you borrow it could you like just being able to problem solve that imaginary future can be helpful because again this might be some of the that like oh I've never thought about that like that before. Maybe that comes up for you as well when you workshop and um, problem solve an imaginary future for yourself. For when you like, what if I need it in the future? Or what if I don't have money in the future to replace that? I think that that can be really helpful too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
cafe habits. Oh. <laughs> what are some quick, <laughs> quick habits? We like I've said this before. Say it often. <laughs> Yeah. And I say it to my clients often that like I am like in Bruce Willis or the kid in Sixth Sense where I see dead people everywhere. <laughs> when I go into homes, <laughs> I don't see dead people, thankfully. Thankfully, thankfully I don't. <laughs> what I do see is lack of habits in a yeah. lot of homes that I go into. Not all, not all, but in a lot. And so it's all well and good for you to declutter and have a room looking amazing or to have us come in and help you or another professional organizer come in and help you declutter coach come in and help you and get the house or the room or the space looking amazing the challenge for a lot of people is how to keep it keeping how to keep it I can't get my words out today how to keep it looking like that or how do you maintain that Fee what are some of our top tips that we give people the first one is don't put it down, put it away. And it seems like such a simple thing, but it is a life changer. When you get the washing off the line, fold it, put it away. Don't leave it on the bed in a pile because it'll end up in the chaired robe and it'll end up on the floor. And those sort of things, just put it away. You come in from the car, bring the things in from the car. Don't leave them to pile up in the car and, and then have it a bigger thing than it needs to be. Another thing is is Habits of having a home for everything makes all the difference. So uh, creating space for things to belong, it's much easier to form those habits of putting them away. Really, really important. And then having, helping other people that you live with, whether it's family members, whether it's, you know, share house environment, helping them to know where things go as well makes all the difference. And then it's much easier for them to put things away as well. What are some others, Kirst? Well, one of the things that I find people do all the time is that they think it's going to take a lot longer or a lot shorter. <laughs> Some, somehow humans aren't awesome at estimating time. And I know for like neurodiversity can throw its own challenge into this mix as well. And even like, you know, as you said, just bringing the clothes in and putting them away. Some people don't do that because they're like, oh, that's going to take me half an hour and I don't have half an hour. I need to get dinner started. And I challenge this in clients all the time. I'm all like, well, why don't we just practice now? Why don't we just practice? Let's time ourselves and see how long it's going to take us to do that thing. Having a realistic expectation of how long something takes can quieten the noise in your head sometimes. So sometimes if you think it's going to take you 20 minutes, but it actually takes you an hour, knowing that it's going to take you an hour can be really helpful because then you can look and go, actually, I've only got 20 minutes. I can't do that thing right now. Instead of getting halfway through it and making more mess potentially or having things left undone. And that can be frustrating for you and for other people that you may live with. So just having a realistic expectation. Another thing is actually completing jobs. <laughs> Often the reason, like before when I was speaking about the sticky tape, the sticky tape isn't back in its home because people didn't finish the job off. The job actually is finished when the sticky tape gets back in the home that it lives in. So that's what I see half done jobs lots in homes. Like people are like, oh yeah, I got halfway through that or I got nearly finished. It's probably more realistically more than halfway. It's probably 95% done. It's just that the, that last 5% isn't done. So yeah, just 
completing things, which is really challenging for lots of people. And so this is how to be gentle with yourself and to have grace for yourself is to not think that you need to change every habit all at once right now today as you're listening to Fee and I, <laughs> but to have grace for yourself and to, to be gentle, to go actually just once today, I'm going to be really mindful about when I put something down instead of putting it away. Because that's the first thing that you need to do is actually notice things. So like maybe stop and look around if you're sitting, if you're at home while you're listening to this. And if you're not, when you come back from your walk or your drive or whatever it is that you're doing when you're listening to us, come in and have a look around your home and see if you can notice some lack of habits in your home or if you can notice jobs 95% done and not completed because it's just the noticing that will help you because like we're so mindless a lot of the times and it's not mindless it's that we've got our mind on something else like we're already thinking about like okay when I finish this podcast I'm going to go sit with Ollie hang out with him so he can feel connected with me and loved by me and then I'm going to go and do the same with Simon thankfully Emily's not here so I don't have to do it with that one then I'm going to go and read so I've got some connected time Time with me like it's about being not present mm. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you today just to be more present with yourself because that's when you will start to notice things you will start to notice hey I just put that down on the bench hey what about I just take another two steps and put the scissors away in the drawer oh I've just realized that I just put that drink bottle in the sink of hot warm sudsy water how about if I just spend another minute washing out that bottle and putting it on the drying rack? Oh, I've just noticed that I've walked past the drying rack and those dishes have been done and have been sitting there for four hours. So chances are they're probably dry now. So what about if I just spend two minutes putting all those dishes away? So just being mindful and present can really help with your habits. Do you have anything more to add to that thought, Faith? I think mindfulness in that um, sphere is so valuable. And in doing that as well, some people can start to have that shame and that guilt and, you know, those negative thoughts coming in or I'm never going to get this, I should have, I didn't, all those things. And mm. again, grace, celebrate, celebrate you, celebrate the fact that you're even thinking uh, you know, you've even got to that point of thinking a different way or questioning why you do things, not in a way to just go, oh my goodness, I can't do this, but go exploring. I wonder why all those questions, all those phrases that will help you to perhaps see things a different way. And in the end, celebrate it all. Celebrate you for who you are. And, you know, like sometimes we can, through this whole decluttering process and through life, really, we can be so down on ourselves and not give ourselves grace and credit for the incredible people we actually are, even in the mess of our lives, not even in our physical space. Just having, celebrating, having that time to celebrate no matter what. Get to the end of your session, whether you've lasted 10 minutes decluttering or whether you've gone, you know, as long as you've reached your goal, whatever it is, everything in between. Mindfulness in this process is also about going, hey, you know, yeah, perhaps next time I think would be better if I did get someone to help me be more accountable. But it's also like, man, I'm proud of myself that I started. Oh my goodness. And you might throw out one potato masher and nothing else in your kitchen. 
knowing that there's probably a whole lot more. But if you've done that, celebrate that. Celebrate the little wins and the bigger things, as well as just celebrating the fact that you're giving it a go. You're just giving it a go, which I, yeah. So that's what I would say with mindset, habits, all of it is just that well done you for even contemplating the whole process. Yeah. Congratulations for listening to this episode. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. I was reading something today, I think, about how we don't celebrate enough and how we yeah. always think we need to put off celebration until, you know, I'm not celebrating chucking out one matter because I need to make sure that I've done the whole kitchen before I even give myself permission to be grateful and celebrate anything. And we're saying no to that. <laughs> we're saying we're encouraging you to celebrate at all times for all things, <laughs> you know, be, do exactly what Fee said. <laughs> I think it's absolutely depends on the type of person that you are. And so take this as you will, but it can be really helpful to reflect on any efforts that you have done and reflect and get really curious, get curious about the thoughts that came at you while you were decluttering and get curious about the process and get curious about your reflections on the process because that's how we learn when we get curious that's how we can learn more about ourselves learn about what works what we could do differently next time to achieve a different outcome yeah i encourage you to be reflective and curious about yourself now this has been a really long episode i promise you that i can't promise you anything (laughs) (laughs) I don't think every episode is going to be this long, but let's get curious and see (laughs) what happens next time. In the meantime, we would really encourage you to have a crack at decluttering something today, whether it be your utensils drawer, your stationery drawer, your undies, your socks, be it small or if you're going to do a whole room or a whole house. We just want to encourage you to just start. Just start, start contemplating, start doing, start. And then you can also follow along on our social media. We've already spoken this week about just do it and and don't put it down, put it away. So that was one of our tips earlier this week, but you can follow along on social media for more tips and tricks and to hear more about what we're up to. And Fee, what else can they do? If you are someone who is like, that all sounds amazing, but I don't think I could do it myself, give us a call. We'd love to help you. We'd love walking alongside people, no matter where they're at, what the mindset is, where the habits are, how many potato mashes you have, and just helping people to find the space and the outcome that they want for their life the freedom, what freedom looks like for them. So give us a call and you can contact us at Kirsty at curiousfreedom.com.au. And also we have our website. You can go to curiousfreedom.com.au for all the information. Yay. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to be back in your ears again next week. And until that time, happy decluttering and happy curiosity. Get curious and enjoy your freedom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 